I'm holding in my hands here the Bible, which uh, despite its central significance for us as Christians, it's the foundational scripture of the Christian faith, of course, uh, it can be off-putting and scary and feel like it's inaccessible. And I wonder as Christians if we ever take time or enough time just to talk about some of the basics about what it is and how it functions and how we can read it a little more effectively. So in this episode, I want to take just a little time to do all of those things and I hope it's helpful. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. As I hinted at in the last episode, in this episode, I wanna talk a little bit about the Bible. And I wanna lift up four ways that we can talk about or think about both reading and interpreting the Bible. Of course, this is not gonna be exhaustive. Uh, there are a lot of other things we could say, but it may be at least as a starting point. And in all of our episodes, I'm not sure we've actually taken time to discuss this foundational book of our faith. So point number one I will make is that the Bible is not a book, but it is rather a collection of books. In the tradition I'm part of, in the Protestant tradition, the Lutheran tradition, uh, there are 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. <clears throat> and as a gentleman named Peter Enns, E-N-N-S, mentions in a book called The Bible Tells Me So, um, he was a faith and life speaker a number of years ago. Maybe we'll link to his talk uh, up, up in the corner here. Um, he, he says a couple things on the front end. Again, this is related to the fact that the Bible is a collection of books, not a single book. He says, when we open the Bible and read it, we are eavesdropping on an ancient spiritual journey. That journey was recorded over a thousand year span of times by different writers with different personalities at different times, under different circumstances, and for different reasons, okay? So 66 different books. And this um, gets at at least one way of thinking of one of the big questions that is sometimes asked is, uh, do you take the Bible literally? And when you remember that the Bible is not a single book, but is a collection of books, you might call it a library of books, that question is a lot more complicated right off the bat because it's as if someone would say to you, well, do you take the library literally? And what would you have to do in order to unpack that? You'd have to say, well, it would depend what section of the library I'm in and what kind of book I'm looking at. And the Bible includes everything from poetry to, um, I would argue, there are books in the Old Testament that sort of act like comic books, uh, to history, to a strange kind of literature called gospel, to apocalyptic, all kinds of things. Some of those certainly are meant to be taken uh, more literally than others. But I mean, just to cite a few examples, uh, when John the Baptist says to Jesus, uh, or about Jesus, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he doesn't literally mean that Jesus is a lamb. Or in some of the most famous stories from the Bible, I'm thinking of something, for example, like the Good Samaritan, um, Jesus is making that story up. There wasn't anyone who actually lived who was the Good Samaritan. So is that a literal story? Well, it depends what you mean. I mean, does it convey truth? 
Absolutely, but there wasn't literally someone named the Good Samaritan who lived who Jesus was reporting about. And maybe more could be said about that, but I think just off the bat, recognizing that the Bible is a collection of books is a very helpful uh, reminder of what we're looking at or thinking about when we talk about the Bible. So that's the first point. Second point, um, the Bible is understood best by not by looking at the low points and up, but looking from the high points down. This presumes that you understand the Bible as a terrain. And again, Peter Enns is helpful on this. He says, um, the Bible, rather than thinking of the Bible as a rule book, the Bible is more a land we get to know by hiking through it and exploring its many paths and terrains. And as Christians, we believe fundamentally the Bible is a story about God and God's love for us that is consummated through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So everything in the Bible points to Jesus. Jesus is the high point of the Bible. So for example, John 3.16 might be considered the pinnacle or the peak of the Bible. And it's from that perspective that we observe and look at the rest of the terrain in the Bible and try to understand it, rather than, let's say, from Leviticus 3.16, if that makes sense. So some other high points in the Bible you may want to check out are Genesis 39 to 50, that's the story of Joseph, or the book of Job, or the Sermon on the Mount, that's in Matthew 5 through 7. Uh, I mentioned John 3.16, or a couple of chapters from Romans that Paul wrote, Romans 7 and 8. Those high points, again, help us interpret the low points and not the other way around. It's a reminder that the Bible is not a flat terrain where every verse, every chapter, every book is equal in significance or importance, but rather there are particularly important passages or books or chapters that help us understand the rest of it. I hope that makes sense. Third point, precisely because, again, as Peter uh, Enns points out, the land, this terrain is inviting and inspiring, but also unfamiliar, odd, and at points unsettling, we always read the Bible in community. It's not the kind of book that someone can just open up and make sense of by themselves on their own. So we read it in the community of the church in our own time, but we also read it in conversation with all of the people who've gone before us in the history of Christianity who have thought uh, long and hard about what the Bible means and how to interpret it. And that's a really important point for us to remember. So I might encourage you, if you're interested in learning more about the Bible, ways you can do that in community are by buying a study Bible or participating in a Bible study or joining a church where you can get involved in conversations about what the Bible actually means with other faithful Christians, okay? So that's the third point. Fourth and final point, <clears throat> and here I'm gonna turn to Martin Luther who reminds us that the Bible functions uh, as a manger, as a crib for Jesus, okay? So it, the Bible is sort of the wood and the straw that contains Jesus. And when we bow down at that manger, we bow down not to worship the wood and the straw, but we bow down to worship the living Word of God, who is Jesus, who is contained in the Bible. That's a really helpful reminder to us to avoid Bibleolatry, where the Bible becomes sort of an idol for us. We don't worship the Bible, we worship the God that is behind the Bible, or Jesus who is presented to us in the Bible. 
So again, four simple points to help us think about and reflect on and understand the Bible. That's only a beginning point. As always, if you have questions about this or if you have thoughts about it, I would love to hear from you. If you'd like me to talk more about um, specific items related to the Bible, let me know and we'll try to take it up in a future episode. In the meantime, as always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.